Well, welcome back to Crosstalk. Uh, I am your host, Jonathan Raymer. So glad for all of you who, who are joining, listening to this, uh, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, thanks for being a part of the audience. Um, you will know that this month, the month of November, we've been looking at uh, calling and we've had different conversations with different uh, people and and their calling and and what God called them to, to and why and how that affects them and so many other people and of course today uh, is no exception to that we're I'm super excited to uh, to introduce to well, many of you probably already know him but to, to bring on to the show Daniel Meeks hey Daniel. <laughs> Hey, Jonathan. I can call you Jonathan. I don't need to refer by you your can. right. You can. You can call me Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. as, long as, we've I, as long as we've known each other. Right? You. So Daniel has known me, gosh, I, I was a teenager, I think, yeah. when we first went up in Baltimore, when we played in a band together, the Baltimore Brass, uh, and I was, I was probably 15 Man. when we first met. Uh, in, the, so. in the late 90s, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. How are you today? I'm good. I'm enjoying the day. Today is Wednesday, so I'm getting ready for core activities uh, to start up tonight, which, you know, ready to get down there and handle things. Cool. So we do uh, our we do our midweek, actually, on Thursday. Uh, so if any of you are in the Augusta area and like to join us Thursday night, uh, if you're in the Atlanta area in Gwinnett County or any of the areas there and you'd like to join, please look us up. We, we got we got Salvation Armies around the world. Uh, look us up. Come join. Come see what we're all about. So, yeah. Hey, so let, let's before we get into the, the topic, tell me about you, not just what you do, but you. Well, I um, I don't know if you said, but I am the divisional music director. So for me, that's my job, my my career, my life. Um, so I get to you know resource this wonderful Georgia division um, uh, with regards to music and arts. Uh, outside of that, I have a beautiful wife named Sunshine. That is her real name, uh, and then two uh, wonderful children, uh, Dakota, my youngest, and then Anna. Uh, some others refer to her as Max. Um, so I got two beautiful children. They're not really children anymore. They're actually adults uh, going to college uh, yeah. now. So I am old. Um, uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm going bald now. So going bald since we met like at 15. I'm, when I was true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we, you know, we're still a family and we do lots of things together. You know, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, we're heading down to the core tonight. Um, it, you know, my family has taken on a big responsibility and, you know, leading. So my children are actually leading programs at the core now um, with regards to music. Uh, and we love to travel. Uh, Sunshine and I love to travel when we can travel as a family. Um, we, uh, we actually saw your cousin uh, to about last weekend uh, or nice. the weekend before we went and hung out with Chris and Carla up in Greensboro. That's awesome. Uh, so, but yeah, that's, that's my life. That's just the four of us here in this, this house. <laughs> so as the divisional music director, of course you are, you are deep in ministry uh, because music, right. is a vehicle. It's a vehicle mm -hmm. yeah. to, 
to the whole point or purpose of the Salvation Army, just like so many of the programs. In fact, all of the programs that we do, whether it's here at the Croc Center with all the different things we have here, or even our Center of Hope with the shelter, uh, it's it, these are all vehicles to try to help people uh, get to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so with that, let's talk a little bit about that. What is your specific calling? I know that all Christians have a calling, right, of go make disciples. We all have this calling, but yours, Daniel Meeks, God reached down and said, I have made you special. What is your calling, man? I believe uh, my calling is right where I am. Uh, you know, my job title is Divisional Music Director, but I see myself more as a music minister, um, a minister of music. I, Growing up, uh, I fell in love with music uh, uh, through the Salvation Army, uh, fell in love with music and just the power that music can uh, evoke emotions into people's lives, uh, whether uh, a wedding, a funeral, anything of that nature, playing that type of stuff and using that as a tool uh, to bring others closer to Christ. Uh, and then probably even giving back uh, like I have. And, you know, I was fed into as a young person from many people growing up with music. So that's that's my calling um, is to just spread the gospel, just using that that tool of music. Uh, and you as a musician, I think you can understand. Um, I just look back on, uh, believe it or not, uh, when you say calling, you know, anybody in the Salvation Army thinks uh, officership. Uh, sure. uh, and at a young age, I will say I wanted to be an officer, but only as a divisional youth secretary, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Um, uh, most people know my favorite thing about my job is camp. Um, and, and my summer, uh, most of my life has even still to this day, every summer has been at camp for probably the, uh, the, oh my goodness, probably, I mean, when did I start going to camp as a little kid? Probably what, age nine or 10. And here I am 47. So that's my whole summer. Uh, so I, I, I just wanted to do that. I wanted to be a DYS and nothing else, but obviously that's not the case. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to become an officer. So I, again, that calling even spreads into, you know, dealing with young people where in my job, I get to spend that summer at camp with our conservatory program and feeding into them again, using music and the arts as a tool uh, to do that. Yeah, and 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 I appreciate that. And we're, we're gonna I'm gonna circle back around to camp for a minute. But before that, I, I also appreciate the 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 thought, the talk through of calling isn't just right in the Salvation Army, it looks like officership, right? A professional yeah. pastor, for lack mm -hmm. of a better term to put there. It's not just that. And in fact, that's part of the reason why I've asked you and a number of people this month, only one out of the five this month is an actual, is an officer, right? So looking at, uh, I know within our own vernacular, within our church, and I'm sure it's true of many churches, when we talk about calling, we always drill down to that one thing of, of what we would call full-time ministry, which really isn't a great way to describe it anyway, because I believe what you do, and, and I believe what, if someone's called to be a plumber, or like any of that can be full-time ministry if you give it yeah. to God, right? And so one, I, I appreciate that, 
and I think it's important for us to talk about calling um, within the, the lens of a biblical thing rather than external pressures of we need more of this. Yeah. Right. I think God knows what is needed better than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Now, and with that, I'm going to circle back around to camp uh, because I heard a number. I, I had the, the great opportunity, me and Amanda, my wife, to serve at Territory Youth Institute. And at Territory Youth Institute, I heard a number of over 4,500 children came to the altar this summer. Uh, in all of our camps, right? So there's eight camps that the Salvation Army owns and operates in the southern part of the United States. For over 4,500. Um, that's amazing. What What do you, and I know I didn't bring you on to talk about camp, but I agree, like for me too, when someone talked, I love camp. Camp changed my life. What do you think makes, like, what do you think allows that, like those numbers are are big what what do you think is the catalyst, the the re- reason why these it's seemingly kids come to Christ at camp? Um, for me, and speaking on conservatory, uh, and, and probably even you know with our our young our GMI now Georgia Music Institute our one week camp, um, you're in a safe space. You're mm. in a place surrounded by people that for the most part believe the same thing or have uh most of our kids come from a church you know so they have some knowledge of christ some knowledge of church um uh and with conservatory you're there for five weeks um and so we're the staff is feeding into them the guests are feeding into them spiritually um and so they're getting that constant um uh, for lack of a better word, constant attack of Jesus um, uh, on them. You know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm using that word, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's just like uh, we're we're giving them Jesus. You know, throughout the whole day, whether it's with our, our Bible class or the music uh, and all the stuff that we do is spiritual uh, meanings behind it. Uh, but then you have uh, qualified staff who could back that up and then you even have campers who are very um uh on a spiritual high so you and you build friendships i look back on some of the kids over the years who are now adults uh and who still contact each other uh, and probably even still contact me or i drop them a, a little text and say how's it going um uh, and just say how's your spiritual life and they look back on camp and man just think man I wish I could go back to those days. So I think of it, it is just the fact that you're constantly surrounded uh, by Christ yeah. through people, through nature, uh, through everything that we do at camp. You're just constantly surrounded by Christ. Uh, and that's something that when we get towards the end of the summer, I, I remind our kids, like, you don't get this every day when you go home. Yeah. You know, you'll maybe get it on Sunday and then your midweek service during the week. But at camp, you're getting it every day. How can you transfer that back home when you get there? Yeah, I think it's a good challenge. And I like that. I kind of view, as you're talking, kind of view it as kind of Christ is woven into the culture of camp, right? Where it's it's just in everything, right? Jesus yeah. is in 
all of it. Um, and then taking that into my own personal life, right? Uh, how do I do that every day? How do I weave Christ into that? I mean, it, for me, it's, it's, it's good for me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause just like, I, I don't get it every day as well. Yeah. You know, for me being surrounded by that environment for the whole summer is uplifting, not just to the young people that we serve, but even to myself, I need that. So that's good for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, uh, I, I, I for, for those who are called to any kind of ministry, like I said, that can be anything. It is encouraging when there's fruit that's born from that, right? It's, it's almost like a, um, a, an edification or a, a, you're doing what I've asked of you. Here's the fruit, right? I don't want to, I don't want to confuse anyone. There are parts in our lives, even when we're called into whatever God has called into, where we're walked through the desert and we don't feel that. Uh, but but when we have those moments like camp or or in any instance, it can be that it's just kind of it's nice and edifying as a reminder that that no, I'm I'm where God has asked me to be. Um, is good stuff. So when, when did you feel, uh, called Like, what did that look like? All that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm an officer's kid. So, um, I'm a pastor's kid. Um, so I, for, I mean, Jesus called me, like I was saved in Texas, Camp Hoblitzell, probably at the age of nine, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, but I've been saved multiple times since then, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously at age nine, I felt the tug of Jesus yeah. on my heart. Yeah. Uh, at the age of 14, at the youth councils in Maryland, West Virginia. Again, I felt that tug of Jesus on, on my heart. Um, and it was probably high school where uh, for me, this this calling where I'm at being a music minister is probably where I started to um, think about what I wanted to do with my life. Um, yeah. Conservatory had a big impact on me as a kid uh, growing up. Uh, the the divisional music directors that uh, I had the opportunity to uh, work under either as a, a kid or a staff member uh, had impacts on my life. So it's probably about high school um we moved to maryland west virginia from georia um, my goal was to get back to georgia i achieved that goal um but more importantly it was to uh, become a, a a dmd um i just saw that uh, divisional music director i saw that as man i can impact young people's lives um doing something I like. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I go to school for music education. Um, you have to walk this thin line if you want to, uh, uh, in the public school system of sharing your faith. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to teach, but I wanted to share my faith at the same time. So yeah. this position allows me to do that. Um, so it was, it was that probably in my high school years that, you know, I felt this calling on my life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I like that. And it kind of leads uh, a little uh, one. 
with that, it's when you talked about other influences, right? Other people who were grafted into the body of Christ, who were believers, and how they uh, affected you. And and it's it's it is this nice kind of what happens in the body of Christ is this nice like cycle, where now you're doing that for, and you don't even really know who yet. I mean, you've seen some of that with people who, because you've been doing this for a while, like me, we we're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been doing this a while. You start to see that fruit, but that's kind of nice. But you also know there there are more who 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 have been uh, influenced uh, positively by your ministry and how that shapes their lives for for God's calling and how God uses us and our calling to show other people their calling and how that happened for you. And now you're getting to do that for others, and it's it's just. It's a beautiful thing. I, it's it's almost like God knows what he's doing. And we just kind of, if we're just faithful, he yeah. works it out. He works it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Right. Because when I, when I started, I was 24 when I became a Salvation Army officer. And I think about that every once in a while because now I'm 40. I will be 41 in the next couple of months. Actually, next month I'll be 41. Um, but I think about that and I think at 24 how immature and dumb I was, uh, and how God still used immature, you know, and I think about now at 40, what do I still not know? Mm-hmm. What does God still have for me more? And where I'll look back at 40 and be like, man, what was I, <laughs> you know, and it's that continued uh, progression. I love that. And then the, the second thing that, that really kind of caught me too, which is nice because it leads right into the next thing I was going to ask you is you, you talked about, um, you know, public schooling and getting your degree. Cause obviously in order to teach music at the level you teach it, like I can do it, not at the level you do. Right. I, I, because I, I don't have the education behind that. Right. So there are things that you had to do in order to be able to achieve this goal. So talk about that for a minute. What did you have to do or, or how did you chase uh, the calling that God had placed in front of you. Um, first off, you could probably teach as good as I, I could. I, I, you're very <laughs> kind, but no, but no, I don't, I don't. And, and, and not trying to, I've, I've sat under Daniel many times playing uh, uh, bass trombone and love playing. I don't, my ear isn't, as good as yours. I don't hear. I literally, when I listen to music, in this side tangent here, uh, which is tons of times on crosstalk, we have side tangent. When I listen to music, I hear the bass. I hear the other things, but it's prominently like that's what I hear. <laughs> my my brain is tuned. So I would I yeah a full band yes beginners sure a full band no I, I I'm not on that level and that's okay. God's got me where I'm at for a reason. <laughs> well. Um... To get to this, uh, obviously I had to go to school. Uh, and so, as I mentioned earlier, I moved away uh, in high school up to uh, West Virginia uh, and then ended up in Baltimore when I graduated high school. Um, so I went, ended up at a school called Shepherd College in uh, Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Um, nice little small school at the time, but had a great music program. Uh, ended up getting a, a scholarship uh, to that school when I was living in Baltimore. It actually cost less to go out of state to this school 
uh, as opposed to going to in-state in Baltimore at the time. Um, but close enough to um, great teachers um, is pretty much, you know, you're 70 minutes from Baltimore and DC. So the instructors there, you know, were top notch coming from those two uh, major cities. Yeah. Um, but uh, it took me seven years to graduate. I honestly first started two years at a community college um, and then uh, thinking that I was going to transfer back to Georgia, but it cost a lot of money um, to do that. Yeah. Uh, so again, I ended up at Shepherd and finished up there. Uh, took all the classes that you need to graduate uh, as a music education major. Um, but I consider my education really came from conservatory um, mm -hmm. uh, as a staff member. Because yeah. um, I was put in positions uh, to lead groups at, you know, at a young age. Uh, and, and when you're taking these classes in college, you don't get a chance to lead groups. You're in a conducting class where you're conducting the four other people that are in the class, you're not really conducting an ensemble or you're not doing a beginner band in these classes as well. Right. Uh, and, and then when my student teaching came, um, I got to teach at all three levels, elementary, middle and high school, which is cool. Not everybody gets that opportunity, um, but I did, I think uh, half at an elementary school uh, and then half at a high school, but the high school was next door to the middle school and they did stuff together. Um, I enjoyed elementary school a lot. Uh, and I say this to this day, uh, my wife, who's an educator, uh, who is a teacher in high school and been teaching, uh, maybe 17 years now, uh, first for middle school and then now high school. Um, she'll tell you she couldn't do elementary, but I love that age group. I don't know if it's because there's a height difference that I actually can see with elementary age kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I love teaching that age group. Uh, so elementary, my student teaching at elementary level was great. My student teaching at the high school level was non-existent. Um, I taught nothing because the actual teacher, um, when I was there, they were planning uh, for... Um, in uh, music realm, in the band realm, you do um, festivals, or uh, I don't know what they call them now these days, where you get graded on what they're playing. So oh, the yeah, teacher I remember did, that. Yeah, the teacher did not want to give up podium time in preparation for this, for me to get up and lead. Uh, so I was pretty much, uh, you teach the theory class, and I'll send you over to the middle school, and you can work with those kids for one period. Again, but that middle, the middle school director barely let me do anything over there. So I did not enjoy that part of my student teaching. But as I mentioned, I got all that experience from conservatory, um, being able to lead groups at the conservatory, um, whether it was the bottom band or a beginner band class, a handbell class that I taught for years. Um, I remember so this handbell. Yeah. I remember handbell <laughs> being a big, I remember this. Yeah. Um, so I, I, a lot of experience uh, doing that um, uh, is where I, I, you know, felt comfortable. Uh, and, and it was evident, actually, um, with the one conducting class that we took in college, uh, there's four, four or five of us in this class. We did get one opportunity to lead the wind ensemble on one piece watching the other conductors in their class get lost on a three pattern, not knowing how to conduct a three pattern or what to do. 
Um, and you could see the nerves, you know, when people get in front of a group, there's this nerve, you're scared. Um, but cause they've never done that type of thing before. Yeah. But me, I felt comfortable when I got up in front of the wind ensemble. I felt comfortable because I've had that experience um, of being able to do something. Um, so again, uh, kudos to the conservatory program and uh, the DMD at the time, allowing me to take on a, a beginner class or a lower band that really, you know, solidified my calling. Because <laughs> if I did not feel comfortable doing that, yeah, I, I probably would not be here. Well, I love that because it's it's something that's a part of hopefully other uh, congregations and churches as well. But within the Salvation Army, right, because we have very similar experiences growing up. Whereas I'm an officer child as well, right, grew up in the Salvation Army, was given a horn by the, by the time I was five, like shoved a horn in my hand. And by the time I was 12, I was done. I didn't want to play anymore. My dad made me and I'm very grateful that he... Uh, made me stick it out. Uh, but all of that to say, it's interesting to me, the culture that that is created within the Salvation Army. Of, and, and you're doing this the same with your kids. It's this, no, you're going to engage in the mission. That's the expectation is, is if you, if you're a, for those who aren't a part of the Salvation Army, a junior soldier, which is a junior member of our church, or a senior soldier, which is an adult member of our church, it's more than membership, right? Soldiership is more than memberships. Mm -hmm. Soldiers don't sit in pews. Soldiers fight. And the expectation for that, for even our, our youth, because it's the same, like I don't have the formal training on teaching, but I did have to do similar things where it's like, well, go and figure it out. And you just kind of, I, you know, you just figure it out and you have yeah. some guidance along the way, right? But it, it is this beautiful thing because I see that now with uh, what's happening with here in Augusta and you've been a part of helping this happen. Whereas right now on Sunday morning, I have eight, eight teens. Now we have more than that, but I have eight teens that are making praise and worship happen, that are making the setup happen on Sunday where we, because here at the crop, we have to clear the stage because we rent it for musicals and all that. So we have to set it every Sunday and that are in the back doing AV stuff. I have eight, three in the back, five on stage that are engaged fully in ministry, aging, ranging from 13 all the way to 18, 19 years old. Right. And they're all engaged in doing the mission. And what does that do for them later? The same that it did for me and you. It's a beautiful thing. And also, as you're talking, I realized something that I should have realized earlier. And I apologize. Uh, your family is clearly called to education and teaching <laughs> others. Right. Because you, you and your you and, and your wife are doing that professionally, but also your children are engaging in that now. Yeah. Right. It's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and uh, I just commend you and your family for doing that, for, you know, pray, continue living uh, in that uh, calling and, and all of that. But, but this this is my last question for you here. Um, what or how one has this calling affected you? Uh, and then we've touched on this a couple of times, but also how have you seen it affect others, the calling that God has placed on your life? Um, I mean, obviously it's for me, this calling, how it affects me is the biggest relationship uh, with Christ. It's yeah. my relationship with Christ. I feel uh, if I was teaching in the public school system, 
I probably would not have a great relationship with Christ as I do right now. The constant day-to-day working of, of this job, of uh, working on things that affect others' relationships with Christ, because that that's this job. Yeah. You know, it's not just to uh, uh, put an instrument in a kid's hand and hope that he becomes the next, uh, you know, Phil Smith or whatever. You know, it's more than that. Um, it's use again using these tools, music and arts as a medium uh, to be closer to Christ. Um, uh, so having that day-to-day constant reminder, this job is more than music. Yeah. It's, it's more than that. It's, yeah. it, it is, it's preaching Yeah, um, to me. Uh, and uh, going back to my, my children, my family, you know, the rule is, uh, and even people that have lived in my house, I've had my niece live with us. There's rules. Um, and those rules are you go to church on Sunday and yeah. you go on Wednesday and you're involved. Um, uh, and as a family, uh, we do that, you know, I'm, you know, with Anna, I'm amazed, you know, she took on a role, uh, out of necessity, um, basically, uh, leading the youth band, uh, was she probably pushed a little too soon? Yeah. But has she gung ho with it? Yes. Um, and you know, with some, you know, help along the way, not for me, but from others in the core, cause you know, as a dad, you don't want to you know, encourage yeah, yeah. everything. So the others in the core who are, you know, coming alongside of her and helping her. Um, uh, so I, it's, it's the relationship with Christ. That's how it's affected me the most. Um, keeping me tied down. Um, the, I was years ago, Sunshine and I were heavily, uh, going back to the family thing, we were heavily involved in so much of the core than what we do now. Sunshine was the YPSM, or she was over youth ministry in the core. So she oversaw that. Um, I was teaching a, a Sunday school class um, in, uh, in that time. And again, uh, I just felt led to teach this group of, it was young teen boys at the time. Yeah. Um, and I just felt God calling me to go there. Um, again, you know, my job, my career, what I get paid for is this. But what I do on in my church on Sunday and Wednesday is not my job. That that is my my ministry uh, mm-hmm. in my own church with my own church family. Uh, so being able to you know feed into the young people or even the adults at our church um, through whatever means uh, has helped me. You know, always when when you're teaching Sunday school, you got to prepare. When you're doing anything, you got to prepare. In this job, I got to prepare. So what does that mean? It means opening up my Bible, (laughs) Uh, especially with, I can't just put music in front of kids and not share them why this was written. Yeah. You know, not say, here are the lyrics to this song that we're playing. Because a lot of times, uh, even myself, I could, you know, we're playing even just a hymn tune. And I'm like, I don't even know the words to that hymn tune. And we just played it. Congregation sang it. And I didn't know the words to that. We have to, uh, I have to sometimes do a better job at that. So I try to do that with the young people that we have. Um, So um, one of the scriptures uh, that was introduced uh, as a conservatory theme, probably about maybe 10, 12 years ago, 
uh, was from Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Uh, basically, the gist of it is be imitators of Christ. Mm. You know, be an imitator of Christ. And we, you know, pushed hard on that that summer. And to this day, those young people remember that. Um, uh, uh, I think of a, a young guy, again, now an adult. I keep saying young guy, he's <laughs> an adult now. Uh, and we call each other out of the blue just to see how each, each of them, us are doing. And again, it's he'll remember that and say, hey, I'm still being a, uh, an imitator of Christ. And, uh, and to me, that's all right. I've, I've done my job, Amen. <laughs> hopefully. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's 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 good. Living and calling, like it it's there. There are moments of of definite definite frustration and disappointment, right? And and that's the thing. Just because we walk with Christ doesn't mean those things are removed. In fact, in some ways, those can be heightened. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, I know, right, that the calling that God has placed on my life, yours, like I couldn't do anything else. As much as I might want to, I can't do anything else, right? God has called me. This is where he wants me. I'm going to be obedient. And I and I do love like that the thought of the just being faithful. I don't have to but just be faithful. God will yeah. work out the rest. So I I uh I'm I'm glad you you said yes. Uh, I'm glad you, you joined me on the podcast today. Uh, it, it's been uh, good. I hope you've enjoyed uh, your time with me. Um, but it, it's been a, <laughs> good. Uh, it, it's been really good. It's been it's been uh, helpful. Hopefully, for those listening, it will be spiritually uplifting and give uh, uh, them something to think about as well. I I wonder if you might do me one last thing and close us in prayer, brother. Oh. Uh, okay, yeah. I can do <laughs> <laughs> Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you for this time that we could just talk and uh, share. Uh, God, I thank you for uh, Jonathan uh, and the ministry that he's doing there uh, in Augusta uh, and the people uh, that he is working uh, and mm-hmm. coming into contact with, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pray uh, for the young people and the old. Um, that uh, I interact with on a day-to-day basis or month-to-month basis or year-to-year basis. God, I thank you for those people. Uh, and I ask that you continue to guide me and strengthen me uh, to continue pouring uh, into them uh, and feeding uh, Christ into their life. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, God, um, for me to just still be that uh, example of you, be an imitator of Christ, help me to be that way. Help me to be more like you in my day today. Um, and to continue uh, this calling that I believe that you have put me here in that that place, God, um, to do that job and to uh, continue to uh, bring others closer to you and build the kingdom of God. So again, thank you for that. Um, and I thank you for this time. Amen. Amen. Thank you again to to uh, to our guest today, Daniel, for joining us every every Wednesday. New episode coming out. Check us out on on our Facebook page or anywhere you consume a podcast. You can you can find us there. And again, uh, we are literally around the world. Find a Salvation Army near you if you're not already involved, and get involved um, because we're making a difference in so many communities around the world. So God bless you all, and thank you for joining us today.